Welcome to Day 127 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp, Katie Kresge, and Matt Kresge. And we begin the week with the finale of the Book of Judges. Of course, the Book of Judges. Is there for any other reasons to tell us how messy things can get uh, for a people uh, who have been called by God, who have seen God's miraculous hand in so many different ways? And uh, there's a lot in the nation of Israel and a lot in the Old Testament that reminds us that uh, while God is faithful, his people are not. And we can get very frustrated with uh, the lack of discernment, the lack of wisdom, and the lack of trust in the Heavenly Father that we see in them. Uh, But then we look at uh, them as we're looking in a mirror, and and we see ourselves. We have moments of great passion when we follow the Lord wholeheartedly, and then we also have moments when we fall away and are indifferent. And, of course, those inevitably lead to a downward slide. And so we do come to uh, the ultimate downward slide uh, for the nation of Israel, characterized by a single event that has echoes of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, where a Levite and his concubine go into the city of Gibeah, and the people of the town want to uh, ravish them. Uh, and uh, the man who hosted him offers the daughter, and they offer the concubine, and the concubine is ravished you know, throughout the night, and, and she dies. And so the Levite cuts her up into 12 pieces and sends her to all corners of Israel, and Israel responds in kind of a, irresponsible epic um, battle the Benjamites do not show up and so the rest of Israel takes on Benjamin and they almost wipe each other out and they have nearly wiped out the tribe of Benjamin and that's what leads us to this exciting conclusion of this Mm -hmm. book sorry to depress you guys this way uh, on a a Monday morning Uh, but the hope is at the end even though the epitaph you know in the book of uh, Judges if you like a story with a with a you know, a rich, you know, meaning a rich, you know, rewarding ending. This is not your book, but if you like where this book is pointing, it does point to our need for a king mm-hmm. and our need for a savior mm-hmm. and our need for Jesus. So, before we conclude the book of Judges, and why don't we uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord? Cindy, mm-hmm. do you mind lifting us up? No, not at all. Father, thank you so much for this time in your Word, and Father, while. The story this morning is um, kind of a culmination of a bleak time in history for the nation of Israel. And we kind of, as bystanders, look at this and think, why aren't they getting it? We know, Father, that in our own hearts we often are not seeing um, the sin in our heart and also where just vulnerability lies for us, Father. And so we just would pray that by your Spirit and by your Word that you would teach us and that you would caution us and that you would cause us, Father, to remember um, all that you have done for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. So be with us now as we're in your word, and and may you just, by your Spirit, give us what we need for today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Judges chapter 21. The men of Israel had taken an oath at Mizpah. Not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjaminite. People went to Bethel, where they sat before God until evening, raising their voices and weeping bitterly. Lord God of Israel, they cried, why has this happened to Israel? Why should one tribe be missing from Israel today? Early the next day, the people built an altar and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Israelites asked, who from all the tribes of Israel has failed to assemble before the Lord? For they had taken the solemn oath that anyone who failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah was to be put to death. Now the Israelites grieved for the tribe of Bitim and their fellow Israelites. Today, one of the tribes is cut off from Israel, they said, 
How can we provide wives for those who are left since we have taken an oath by the Lord not to give them any of our daughters in marriage? Then they ask, which one of the tribes of Israel failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah? Discovered that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp for the assembly. For when they counted the people, they found that none of the people from Jabesh Gilead were there. So the assembly sent 12,000 fighting men with instructions to go to Jabesh Gilead and to put to sword those living there, including the women and children. This is what you are to do, they said. Kill every male and every woman who is not a virgin. They found among the people living in Gabesh Gilead 400 young women who had never slept with a man, and they took them to the camp at Shiloh in Canaan. Then the whole assembly sent an offer of peace to the Benjamites at the Rock of Remnon. So the Benjamites returned at that time and were given the women of Jabesh Gilead who had been spared, but there were not enough for all of them. The people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a gap in the tribes of Israel. And the elders of the assembly said, With the women of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives for the men who are left? The Benjamite survivors must have heirs, they said, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. We can't give them our daughters as wives since we Israelites have taken this oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to a Benjamite. But look, there is an annual festival of the Lord in Shiloh, which lies just north of Bethel, east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem and south of Lebanon. So they instructed the Benjamites, saying, Go and hide in the vineyards and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to join in the dancing, rush from the vineyards, and each of you sees one of them to be your wife. Then return to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers complain to us, we will say to them, Do us the favor of helping them, because we did not get wives for them during the war. You will not be guilty of breaking your oath, because you did not give your daughters to them. So that is what the Benjamites did while the young men were dancing, while the young women were dancing. Each man caught one and carried her off to be his wife. Then they returned to their inheritance, rebuilt the towns, and settled in them. That time Israelites left that place and went home to their tribes and clans, each to his own inheritance. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Yeah. There's hardly anything commendable in this passage, you know, whatsoever, except for the fact that they did gather and grieve before the Lord and offered, you know, fellowship offerings and sacrifices. Their oath seems to be rash. Their solutions, you know, seem to be rash. And, of course, you have the nation of Israel conducting war within the nation of Israel, much the way that they had uh, with the nation of Canaan when they had gone into the land. So it is a a very ugly scene, a very bleak scene as you come uh, to the end of Judges uh, 21. So, Matt, uh, what encouragement should we draw from this passage? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. No, I. I mean, we're just. You mentioned it in, in the opening, but this this need for for a true king, a king who will uh, turn the hearts of the people back to to their God. You know, and, and that's what we're seeing. Even even here, we're watching kind of this chaos unfold, and, and they're reaping what they've sown, and they've they've taken oaths, and now they're trying to find ways to. You know, how do we come along? How do we essentially get get around the oaths that we've made right. and it's just we're, we're seeing ourselves in, in this in this picture um their oaths we, like they i feel like their oaths to them feel like a commitment to the lord in some ways like like they're doing something really right um but they really just entangle them even more and then they have to find ways around these oaths these loopholes which just get them more and more tangled up and then they just i don't know i just feel like this whole book is just one giant 
tangle. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no doubt about it that uh, it, uh, the reason the oaths are binding to them is they have made them, you know, they have made them before the Lord. And this is not the first time we've seen a rash, you know, oath. And, and the oaths they're making are not necessarily oaths that honor the Lord, but they feel right. bound to them because they have made them mm-hmm. in the presence of the Lord. Right. And, and this kind of thinking will be what will eventually, you know, lead our Savior to say, uh, just let your yes be yes mm-hmm. and your no be no, mm-hmm. and, and don't get caught up in this elaborate systems of oath, but live your life, you know, with integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, uh, what they did, you know, they thought was pleasing to right. the Lord, but at the same time, it's not something that the Lord had asked of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and a lot of times we we do the same things. We invent bargains with the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, which are not what God has asked of us. He has mm-hmm. asked for us to have a heart of true devotion, mm-hmm. you know, for him. And, and of course, that's exactly what's missing in this picture. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a pretty picture. You're not starting with the kind of hope uh, that you should have, you know, had coming out of the Mount Sinai experience where mm-hmm. God bound himself to the people and promised to live among them and be their God. And they would be his people in a treasure possession and they would be a holy you know, priesthood, imaging his glory to the rest of the world, and mm-hmm. this is as far from God's glory as as you mm-hmm. can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they found themselves just suddenly here. You know, it was progressive. They they broke their covenant with the Lord. They um, dismissed any of His kingship in their life, and then they did what they saw was fit for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it was is progressive. You know? No, it it is, and you know, and there is a reminder that. Uh, uh, you know, of the so slow slide further and further away from the right. Lord. When we're not, you know, walking with the Lord and honoring the Lord and living in His presence in a way that honors Him, uh, we are, we're actually sliding away from the Lord, and and the drift can uh, get bigger than we ever imagined. Right. And so we often find ourselves in a slow drift that leads us, you know, to places of desolation that are as far from the Lord as we ever, you know, further from the Lord than we ever thought imaginable. Mm-hmm. But it does happen. You know when we do when we don't walk with the Lord. You know, and the answer to that is not to create a new oath, <laughs> but it would be to you know repent and, and be humble and to turn to the Lord. So they've they've not gotten that one right yet. <laughs> so. No, they're they're bargaining with the yeah, Lord, and it's bargaining. very much you know we, we've we've all done it totally. Yes, uh, we've all and I said I'll have you know forty days you know quite times in a row if you give me exactly <laughs> you know what I'm wanting or we feel right. more righteous because we have mm-hmm. you know had forty quite times in a row and God is obligated to us somehow because we have you know honored Him in small ways and so. Yeah. We live a life, you know, of we. You know, this is very much part of our culture where we make bargains with God, claim yeah. promises from God, uh, try to obligate God to us by our behavior mm-hmm. you know, and by our loyalty, uh, not yeah. realizing how deeply loyal He has already been to us and living our lives in response to His His good gifts. Well, and that's one of the the tensions that's in this text is, you know, since we've been reading this together, we know that. Israel continues to do what's right in their own eyes, right? They continue to reject mm-hmm. their God. But you know, chapter 21 begins with the people sitting before God until evening. They're raising their voices. They're weeping. But it's really a half-hearted devotion. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, they're before the Lord, and they may even think, man, we're continuing to uphold the covenant or, you know, even maybe measuring themselves by the intentions of we, we desire to uphold the covenant. We want to be before the face of God. And yet the commentator's note at the end shows us it's really – it's not wholehearted devotion. It's it's half-hearted at best, and they continue to reject God. And, mm-hmm. and I see so much of 
you know, if we're just honest, we see ourselves in this, if we look mm-hmm. honestly, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we don't have that single, single focused heart that we want at times, you know, and again, even Jesus kind of reminding us to worship the Lord with our entirety. And we're watching this unfold where the people sit before the Lord, there's a problem, they know it, and yet then they don't seek his favor or they wisdom. They don't yeah. seek him at, at all as it unfolds. It's just... Let's come up with strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, and we shouldn't, you know, as we go to the conclusion of the book of Judges, uh, shouldn't forget the pattern of the book of Judges. Uh, the people would only turn to God in their desperation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, no sooner had God gotten them through their desperation that their, you know, commitments to him were very short-lived and they drift mm-hmm. further and further away. And, and so whenever the emergency's over, you know, the urgency, you know, to walk with God, to live for God, you know, mm-hmm. soon dissipates. And, of course, there's no better, you know, no better, you know, description or epitaph, you know, to the uh, entire book than everyone did as they saw fit. Even in their moments of worship, their worship is very self-centered mm-hmm. uh, and is very much, you know, bent on what can we get from God or we desperately need God because we found ourselves in over our heads. Mm-hmm. And, and they turn to him, and then they soon forget, you know, his prosperity, uh, you know, uh, returns. And, of course, that's what, you know, Moses had warned them, you know, that when you're living in these nice houses and vineyards and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying great food and all the, you know, good common graces, you know, that God has given you, mm-hmm. make sure that you do not forget the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, in times of prosperity, they they do forget the Lord their God. And, and prosperity may be even a little more dangerous, you know, to our walk with the Lord than, than, than times of testing and times of trial, which keep us sharp and keep us focused on Him, uh, remind us of our inability and His ultimate ability uh, and His ultimate gifts. Yeah. And I feel like with the progressiveness of it, um, if we're not going to the Lord in those times of prosperity, eventually, progressively, we really lose sight of who he is, period. We're not seeking him um, and, and, and devo- devoting ourselves to him. And so we start forming our own version of who he is. And so really at the end, I feel like, you know, these people are going to a God that they have formed for themselves and not the one true God, the God of their fathers. So um, it's, yeah, it's, that's, convicting for us as well just like what what god am i going to if i'm you know gradually just not spending that time with him and seeking him in his word too and of course those are you know lessons you know from leviticus on out uh, we're we're to be very careful how we come into the presence of the lord and how we worship Mm -hmm. him to worship him in a way that he has prescribed not in a way of our own invention Mm -hmm. and uh, that is and as you pointed out katie reminder to us to be careful you know to uh, uh, well in the very words he said to joshua not to let the book of the law depart from our mouth but to meditate on it day and night being careful to do everything written in it and mm-hmm. then you'll be you know prosperous and successful mm-hmm. katie why don't you close us with a word of prayer okay. father thank you for um thank you for this book that that you've given us that you've left for us um to that even though it is um depressing and and frustrating god that we um by your grace can see ourselves in it and that we can see um just how um how important it is to 
to know you um, and to know you from your your word that you've given us um, and to to spend that time with communing with you Um, and God I just pray that you would help us to to do that help us to know you more thank you for giving us your son who is a perfect picture Um, we know from your word is is a picture of the father Um, and that your um, presence was pleased, all your fullness was pleased to dwell um, in Jesus. So thank you so much um, for what you have given us in our Savior, um, the one who does guide us and lead us and direct us. Um, And would you continue through your spirit, Lord, um, to teach us and um, to, to mature us and shape us into Um, the image of God uh, more and more looking like him. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.